You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington on a very special 45th, check it, 45th episode of the very moody sports show. How does that feel for you, Daniel? Uh, Zach, I can't believe we've made it, honestly. Obviously. <laughs> this is it, right? The big, big four, four five. five. I mean, we're getting up there. We're up there in the numbers. On a, obviously, we've missed a couple weeks recently. Happens. Well, it's understandable. There's craziness going on in the world. It's the end of times. So, Oh, my. Actually, I myself got COVID over the last couple weeks. So, been sick and I'm sorry inside to hear and that, haven't Zach. gone anywhere. Yes, it's it was terrible for a couple of days, but really ever since it's just been nagging and I'm fully healed. But yes, flu-like symptoms are definitely a thing. But yeah, I corona, if you will. Well, Zach, I'm sorry to hear that, but I am glad to see you on the Zoom call. Obviously, we're back to the Zoom calls, um, and but. We're back on the pod, back to recording. I'm glad we're here. Glad we're on episode 45, obviously. Um, so, Speaking of Zoom calls, Zach. I kind of like it because it makes me feel like I am an ESPN reporter getting pulled in on a segment of SportsCenter from home. But I was noticing my background is really lacking in my apartment right now. Usually... The reporters will have like some knickknacks, their favorite team behind them, and stuff like that. And I, I bring this up because I was watching one of my favorite sports shows. First thing first, Nick Wright on Fox. Nick Wright's actually pretty funny. So first things first, there's a shout out. But one of the guys on there, Brian Wilds or something like that, Nick Wright called him out yesterday and said, "Your background is horrible. You have the worst background on Fox." <laughs> Because he had like a, a tiny bookshelf behind him and it was so sad. So today he's got three pictures beside the bookshelf and one of them's crooked as crap. So I thought that was very hilarious that he went and <laughs> probably moved three pictures that were in the room all to one little space behind his webcam. And he did a lot and one of the pictures was crooked. So I thought that was hilarious. So, That's so Nick Wright definitely cut uh, deep with that comment about his background. Let's see. See, I've been watching ESPN, and uh, obviously everybody's at home and whatnot, um, and the backgrounds always do seem to just fit them, but I do appreciate some of them just be chilling in the living room. Like, they're just like, you can see it, they're at the desk in the living room, sort of like you, you are hear right the dogs now, barking in got, the background. It's, you got the dogs barking. Oh my gosh, Did, watching Dan Lebatar lately. Finney has been uh, Stu Gotts' dog constantly. You told me that Stu Gotts, literally, I was laughing. So what's his name? What's his first name? His actual name is John Wiener. You're lying. Um, and his, his <laughs> no, I'm not. Absolutely not. It's John Wiener. His name is Stu Gotts. Stu um, Gotts is just producers. like a fake last name or like a fake whole name. Like It's like it's a facade. Yeah, it's, it's like, just a. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah exactly. Um, and it's uh, I think in it is an Italian term for like a stupid person, more or less. I do believe something of that nature. There's like there is a joke behind it where it uh, definitely is talking about how un- unintelligent, but you unintelligent told me one this time man he, is. Like, intentionally tries to like not know what he's talking about or something like that, or like watches the Jets game. Like, I, there was something you told me that made yeah. me laugh really hard about Stu Gatz. So, so Stu Gatz basically he he purposely throws outrageous takes out there, and more or less the whole Dan Levitard show with Stu Stu with Stu Gatz more or less is built where Dan Levitard is a professional, uh, high qualified journalist, <laughs> and he is using his platform, his uh, followers, and whatnot. To build up Stu Gatz, who is this just ridiculous <laughs> take machine, who literally says, so he, okay, he'll, he'll, he'll hit you with this. One of my favorite rejoins they'll hit you with is uh, Stu Gatz talking about NBA championships and what ring, how much rings matter. He goes, oh, I got a stat for you. It's, uh, it's uh, rings differential. He's like, take, uh, take, Le- take Michael Jordan's rings, put them in a box, take LeBron- LeBron's rings, put them in a box, who's got more rings? Michael Jordan. It's the ring differential. It says three differential. So like he's just constantly he builds this idea of like it all is about so Bill Russell's never again. good enough. He doesn't uh he'll hit you with constantly Kevin Durant's Golden State Warriors championships don't count. They're not actually real because they don't count in his personal But record. if you put them in a box, so. they're uh, they're they're two of them. Not his. They're not his. Whose are they? He had to go. He had to. He had to go join a super team. And he was back to back finals MVP of the super team. What'd you say? This is the Stu. The Gatz Warriors thing. have real. And he really always been says without KD. There, so. There's a little bit of Stu Gatz in mm-hmm. everybody. So maybe everyone's just a little so, stupid. But yes, a little greedy, a little stupid, a little greedy. But yeah, he's a great character. But more or less, Dan wants to build him to be the top personality personality at ESPN, which I think they're I succeeding mean, he, at. at he's this definitely point. funny. I don't but, get as much Stu God's exposure as I want. The one guy who's associated the Lebetard, I really like, and I've seen a lot of. I like Bomani Jones, and I've gotten a lot of Bomani on Twitter Ooh. lately. Him just roasting people. So Bomani. Bovani Jones, quality, quality personality. Love Bovani Jones and Dominic Foxworth, Foxworth, both great ones. But Bovani Jones actually went on Will Kane's show recently, Zach, I think yesterday, and uh, him and he was sort of having an out bit with Will Kane. It was definitely it was about the racial issues going on in America right now and everything going on with NASCAR. Uh, obviously, yeah. There so was let's the uh, we'll stop there. So we the actually glanced over this last week, which is probably good because. At the time we wanted to record, NASCAR obviously had banned the Confederate flag a couple weeks ago. And then we had Talladega this Monday because it was rained out on Sunday. But uh, there was a huge procession before the race where all the NASCAR drivers, led by uh, reigning reigning, uh, NASCAR champion Kyle Busch, and all the other drivers were pushing... Bubba Wallace's car to the front of pit road in front of all the other cars as like a symbol of unity between drivers because there was a noose garage door close rope hanging in the garage of the 43 team. That is Bubba Wallace, who is the only full-time black driver at the top level of NASCAR. So obviously huge controversy 
on the surface, which we could have initially reacted to. But then it gets spicier. The FBI comes in and conducts an investigation on the hate crime for like a racial like death threat, essentially, for hanging a noose in a NASCAR garage. And it was concluded that the noose-like garage door closer had been there for over a year since last year. And this is just a common happenstance in NASCAR garages. This is not a hate crime. And so everyone's hopping on Bubba Wallace as, like, false accusations of hate crime. There's a huge backlash on social media from some parts. Other people had other views. But, um, yeah, so that situation got really spicy over the last week. Daniel, I'll let you chime in. How do you feel about the conclusion of the FBI that this rope had been there for a while and this was not a single hate crime act on Bubba Wallace? So I obviously don't think it was a hate crime directed at Bubba Wallace because at the point in which this was half this this rope had been seen there like that it had been there for multiple months prior to them ever even knowing and like those garages are not pre-assigned to anybody you could sort of get set in the garages based off standings um and so the garage could have gone to anybody it happens to go to Bubba Wallace but the fact of it is is they did have Bubba Wallace in this garage, and by happenstance, I saw in a report today that NASCAR did a little more digging themselves after the FBI investigation found that there was, uh, of the, uh, how many ever garages there were, they found 11 of the pull ropes for the garage doors that were tied in some form of a knot. Only one of them was yeah, tied in that you, manner. And have you seen pictures so, that surfaced today? NASCAR put out the pictures of the rope hanging. It looked like out of a Western movie. That is exactly that is exactly what I saw in textbooks in high school and 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 you know and before that like that is what you see in textbooks. I've I've worked in a car garage and we've had ropes uh, hanging from garage doors. Not one of them was a noose. Not do I know how? It takes a certain type of person to even know how to tie a noose. You have to look that up. <laughs> and that's like, ugh. So, that's so taboo. I, you are exactly right. So, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that this was something that was placed there in some manner just to provoke somebody, to get at somebody. And, and perhaps they didn't even know they were doing it. Perhaps this is something that, you know, they that's just a no, the, they needed to tie a knot, and that's the one they knew how to tie quick. But why do you, like you said, why do you know how to tie that knot so quick? Yeah, what are you, an um, Eagle Scout so or I do something? Believe <laughs> not, no, well, they're not teaching you that, that at the Eagle Scouts either, Zach. So I contend... That that may have not have been directed at Bubba Wallace, but it definitely had a purpose. And there, and um, I, I'm and gonna I play devil's NASCAR, advocate. Yeah. That knot can be used in a practical sense. I mean, that's how you tie a fishing hook on a fishing line. It's a s- similar knot, and like that's that's the argument that comes out. People are too sensitive. They see a noose knot and they think racism instantly, which is. That's kind of in the same argument for me when you're saying the Confederate flag is heritage and not hate. It's kind of in the same ballpark. And if we're even pushing those boundaries, sorry, not acceptable. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah. it's 
like if I walked up and I saw a noose hanging as a garage door closer, I'd be like, wow, that's a peculiar, peculiar choice that's for not a normal. rope hanging. First off, I'd be like, wow, I've never seen a noose in person. Second off, I'd be, why is this hanging here in a NASCAR garage? This seems like a not inclusive thing to have. So pretty unacceptable. Pretty unacceptable. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I will say kudos to NASCAR. They've been on top of it. They've been completely open to all the checks. Um, but that being said, they definitely could have come out with some statement that uh, they were. They said they wanted to wait for all the investigation to be done. I think that's something a situation that you can make a sort of more immediate statement on as NASCAR, as you have just uh, uh, banned the Confederate flag from your your any sort of nascar related events um so that is uh that that is what's happening with NASCAR. and by the way by the way um, by the way bubba wallace placed happening. 14th 14th if talladega Fourth, 14th? right behind Fourth. jimmy johnson who was 13 so jimmy the man and then a ryan blaney really good friend of uh jj childhood friend of bubba wallace won the race so NASCAR circuit. I don't know how much y'all are following. Apparently they gained a lot of new fans because of the Bubba Wallace move. Then the rug might have got yanked out from under them with the whole scandal. Call it a scandal. I don't know. I guess it's a good thing there wasn't a hate crime. But at the same time, there's an underlying problem there with the... Yeah. Still an underlying issue. What a time. Um... Not only there, what a time, Zach, because that's not the only underlying issue going on in any sport. Um, let's go to uh, how about football, football, both college or NFL. Um, as we are approaching, the NFL season is fifty, 50 days, days away. College away. football is now forty-five wow. days away. Wow! Right when you put it in days, if it you put it in billing cycles, away. it'll it's feel crazy. like no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Don't. Don't try not to think about those. Um, so, Zach, we got Hall of Fame game canceled. Yeah, so let's stop right there. Uh, but Huge the news NFL's... to me. Huge news to me. If the Hall of Fame game is getting canceled right now, I understand we're still in the summer. There, these spikes of COVID are already happening. This is a terrible sign for the season. If you won't even have the Hall of Fame game go on with no fans, right? Or am I crazy? <laughs> No, you're exactly right. Zach, you said the spikes here are crazy that are happening across the country we've been seeing. And we can say that being that we are in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina has seemed to be a bit of a hotbed as far as spikes again, where we're seeing many cases being diagnosed. And I will say I think there is something to do with the fact that we are testing more now. More people are going to get tested. But that being said, there is definitely a spike happening yet again and this is in the middle of the summer when they said the it should it should be able to die down because of the heat and, it, and which means hot, people Zach. are going out it's been and hot. doing more and they're tired of sitting inside for now what's going on a fourth month so i've had to stay inside for yeah, 2 weeks you're exactly right and i so People are people are not wearing their masks, uh, definitely. Or all, and like I think that's something that's happened nationwide, where we're now seeing uh, mandatory mask implementation. If you're going into a lot of stores, that's now in Greenville city limits. Um, but yeah, with that being said, we've seen 
the NFL canceled the Hall of Fame game, and now they're still saying training camp's going to happen on July 28th. But is it? Like, are we really going to? I have no idea. How how much is I, the lack of offseason in camps and practice going to affect the product on the field? So... Well, I think you can guarantee no preseason this year. At best, one yeah, to two which, games in preseason. Say, which is unfortunate for a lot of free, yeah, French free players trying to make like a squad that. and stuff. Like, Small obviously, contract. huge implications. But if you're just that willing to cut the preseason, like, ah, it that's the type of thing that, like, will make me mad. You're going to cut the preseason in the NFL, and all these guys are going to lose their shot to make third string, fourth string. And it's kind of like a cop-out to me. You can't just sacrifice that part of the sport. And the same thing can be applied to the NBA with this rebound startup in Florida Disney World. How are you only going to invite 22 teams of your professional league? We don't have no – there's not a tiered league system like there is in soccer where there's relegation and promotion. There's one league, the NBA. How do you just invite 22 of those teams? Why is 22 the number? The same thing with the NFL. Why are you just cutting the preseason? The preseason is vital. If it's not important, then why do we have it? End the story. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just end the story. But and if you're willing to cu- if you're willing to cut preseason, why are you not willing to go ahead and cut the season? Because it seems unsafe in the summer. It's going to be even more unsafe. And then let's just carry it over to the baseball announcement in the fall. So the Major League Baseball's announced sixty game schedule. If sixty games are okay. <laughs> How are 100 games not okay? I understand fitting it in a time schedule before next season, and we've lollygagged at this point. But it's just like, if you're okay with copping and barf bagging out 60 games real quick of an analytic sport, which you're supposed to see who's the best team over 150, 200 games, including playoffs, like it just seems like, Everything that I get preached about every sport, how vital these things are, everything's getting thrown out the window right now because of COVID. And I guess that's what's going to happen. But either you're going to play the sport or you're not going to play the sport. Don't string us along like a bad almost girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like this is that's my problem with all these leagues. Well, well, and I think I think a lot of these leagues are playing on the operations of saying we're just going to play the play this out. You know, the NBA, they seem they there already seems to be some questionable things happening. There's people who are testing positive, saying they're going to go into the bubble. Um, there's uh, people who are not willing to go in the bubbles, like uh, we have uh, Avery Bradley with the Ra- Lakers. Looks like he may be replaced by J.R. Smith. Uh, you said uh, Willie Cauley Stein has a uh, tested positive, um, and so he probably will not. Buddy Heald probably won't be going to the bubble. We'll see what happens with them. Um, but, yeah, with all this happening is the NBA. Like, you said it to me before we started recording. What happens when LeBron James gets COVID-19 and has to quarantine for two weeks while and in the middle of And call me a conspiracy theorist. The only reason the we're having the finish of the season is because we have a rested LeBron James and a streaking Lakers team who this layoff and shortened finals – and playoff favors the older team and the older LeBron. The only reason we're having a comeback is for LeBron to win his fourth title and another MVP in the season because they're probably going to give LeBron the MVP if they don't give it to Giannis. So call me a conspiracy theorist, but all this is to pad LeBron's 
career legacy and stack it up against Michael because you don't always want to have to look back at Michael if you're the NBA. You want current stars who can push the envelope and be better. So, I mean, it's all just a crapshoot put together to Can't win LeBron's better title, which everyone says is going to have an asterisk. So, <sighs> I was about to ask you that, Zach. Is this whole C, is this whole tournament, this whole championship in the NBA going to have an asterisk? Or is it strictly if LeBron wins it, well, there's an Well, the same thing could be applied to other teams. So, like, if the Bucks win it when they got eliminated last year by Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors, do you put an asterisk by the Bucks that said the only reason they won it was because of shortened season? Same thing for the Clippers. If the Clippers win, is the only reason they won is because it was a shortened season and you got LeBron out of his flow? So you can't crap on LeBron with that argument and not apply it to everyone else. And here's well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I think, uh, I think, I think the asterisks, I, the asterisks I see being with this championship next to LeBron would be more not to this year, but as you said, the moving on from Michael Jordan being able to push that envelope. When you're comparing Michael Jordan to LeBron James, and there's this random pandemic well, well, here's year the championship. Too. Here's the thing, too. Will you look at it Count your chickens before you hatch with this whole argument. Because the fourth title doesn't even... Re- it matters. Trust me, it matters. Because you have to win your fourth before you win your fifth or your sixth if you're LeBron. But winning this one, don't worry about asterisks because you have to win this title this year for sure. Hopefully win next year's and you're sitting at five. Right then, the conversation gets real hot. And then if you actually get to really six hot, titles really and you're winning them him. when you're 36, 37 years old and you have that longevity with zero scandals and other impact, if LeBron gets five or six titles, the conversation is ridiculous. amazingly hot. I was about to but say, if he, exactly. I, six Imagine is if LeBron had six LeBron. titles three crazy. years from now, four years from now. Or I even heard a pitch today. You get two, two titles from LeBron right now as a Laker, so you're sitting at five, and then – go to New York and win the Knicks a title. And I heard that and I was like, the that's Knicks? insane. That's like, what if, but you do that. And then <laughs> Michael Jordan has no prayer. He made four different teams, championship winners. He's already made, he's already made it with two teams. He's, got, he's going for his he's, third team with the Lakers to win a title with Kawhi doing the same thing, going for his third team with the Clippers. So I love LeBron. I love the debate. He's got to retire. He's he's got to really? retire with the Lakers. The Knicks move is insane. Old man LeBron the on the at Knicks. This point, Him and Bronny. The Knicks Him move is bad. It's old why. man LeBron. So you always got to remember in three years, Bronny Jr. is going to be in the three NBA. Three years from his son being in there. Gosh, that's crazy. That is insane. And then How in ridiculous like three years, if they're on you're going to be we're hearing about LeBron's younger son, Bryce, who's going to be coming up. So... That got the Bryce, intel. I, mean, I didn't dude, even know about Bryce. Three years ago, Bronny was in sixth grade. Now he's a sophomore in high school dunking all over fools. Give him two more years, he's going to be six foot six doing the same thing. So, I mean, you got to watch the high school kids nowadays. They don't go to college anymore. <laughs> all right, Zach. Well, I got another question for you. More as far as if uh, there could be asterisks next to other championships um obviously college football is trying to come back they're looking about the same as the nfl where there's not a lot being talked about they're still thinking just normal routine and everything uh but that being said during these summer workouts we have already seen 
multiple teams with t- multiple positive tests. Uh, one right out here out of the upstate, uh, Clemson, uh, is uh, had 23 players diagnosed with COVID-19, uh, and obviously they're now quarantining. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like are, a drink uh, at, a, at a crappy beach bar, all necessary. the quarantini. <laughs> the quarantini. comes with an alcohol swab <laughs> and a little packet or something. Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, Clemson, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's big news. And then you got K State. Uh, they had 14 players test positive, and they stopped their workouts. Uh, same with Houston and Boise State have stopped workouts. Uh, Texas had 13 players uh, test positive and more across the country. And so I was sort of wondering, you know, let's move this over into fall when we're sitting in the middle of the season. Everybody's playing college football. So far, everything's going all right. But then there's suddenly a spike up. There's cases, to t- positive tests coming throughout the uh, leagues uh, in suddenly you're seeing one of these Clemsons with 23 players or you see Alabama have like 15 players go down. Do you think there's going to be a point? Because at some point with college football, you're losing too many players so to be able what to continue do you think to play. Is the NCAA's answer to these questions? Because if we're asking them, there's no way that they're not considering a mid-season outbreak of COVID amongst players. Because just imagine, within three weeks... Boston College could play Syracuse, Florida State, and Clemson, and you got five guys on the team with no symptoms, but they got COVID, and then three teams across the whole eastern seaboard are full of COVID. So I just pulled that out of my butt right there. Exactly. Imagine if you actually have a real pandemic-type spread. So. Well, and that's the thing. We've had pure silence out of the NCAA so far, and even uh, just like in a college football commissioners and so well, like league commissioners, we have we haven't heard things from announced from anybody because I think they're just saying they're all hands on, uh, you know, hands under their under their uh, legs, waiting, waiting and seeing what's happening. They're just Probably hoping all the numbers drop the like NBA crazy in the beginning of August or something, which is only one month away. So. Exactly. I just I don't know what we're gonna do when we're mid season. People are like, oh, you know, three qu- a third of my team just went so, and, went into okay. quarantine. Let me so, let me uh, shift it shift gears here. We talked a lot about COVID this episode. Yeah. So uh, assuming there is a football season, you have to get a ticket to attend the games. Which that's assuming they let people in the stadiums if there's a football season. So we have two assumptions right here. <laughs> And uh, you also assume you just get a ticket that you can hold in your hand to go into the game, but not anymore if you're a Clemson fan. So Clemson sent emails today to all season ticket holders, I guess, and they're like, we are no longer printing paper tickets, which that's a feeling I've had since I first started going to games 20-plus years ago was – oblong rectangle ticket you keep your tickets from each year i kept so many for no reason and it was just cool there's usually a coupon on the back there's a cool picture of one of your players on the front and this was my first year season tickets i was gonna get a sheet of tickets and look at them be like wow i don't have to go hunt the cheapest ticket possible from a scalper for the first time in my life and I get an email, and now it's all electronic (laughs) tickets at Clemson. So, Daniel, let me ask you this. How many – what's the over-under of people who still use flip phones 
that will not be able to get into the game. 50 over under. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Over. No, it's so It's over, man. Here's the thing. All the, the old over, people. Dude, first off, with think the season about tickets. It. Who's old and who old has season tickets? People old people with, with flip, flip phones. Wow. <laughs> that so they're going to have to have a whole Or a Blackberry. Set aside for a... <laughs> They're going to have to figure something out. They're going to be like on the phone calling, confirming what's your ticket number, and they're going to be reading it off. Wow. So it's going to be a terrible. lot of problems here, Clemson. <laughs> Not only have you disappointed me, a first-time season ticket holder, there's going to be a lot of old people with flip phones you're going to have to worry old about. crowd coming for you. <laughs> and those people, no, because they're tipsy, too. Like, those you got old people, people drunk on Saturday yelling at you because they want to get into the game. Well, Zach, you're a season ticket holder at Clemson. <laughs> May games. never play football we again. Both are season ticket holders mm-hmm. for Greenville Triumph. The Greenville Triumph have announced uh, that they are coming back, and it was actually officialized today between the USL and the Players League, and uh, that they are going to be returning to play on July 18th. They did not make an announcement of any plans of how they will return, but. There has been announcements from the MLS about their return and their plans for return, and they're going to do a uh, like tournament style for the end of the season. And so I am actually see uh, you know I was looking through Twitter, uh, saw one of the uh, Greenville uh, Re- the Reedy River Riot uh, P- uh, members. I saw him. He was to, he did a thread and he was talking about the potential of them doing the same idea where it's going to be like four uh, before uh, groups each having three teams uh, based off region. And so you would play though your two the t- other two teams in your region uh, in your group tw- uh, six so, times each making 12 have you watched games any total soccer there. on tv lately whether it be bundesliga or premier league or anything because they've agreed to let soccer no, come back I've and not. it's been one of the first sports that's came back a mixed covid because it's a non-contact sport you don't get close to each other do you see corner kicks they're like what do you corner mean kicks, soccer they are literally all on top each of each other. other and it's more contact than baseball it's more con- can we can we st- can we can we let really just stop with the saying that like if there's no and none contact, of them are wearing masks on the back. field like they're they're huffing and puffing the Nobody's whole time you know PGA tour where you literally don't have to have a caddy but they do for some reason right now still have caddy nobody's wearing masks they basically back for bump three after weeks, every good shot and they've had three positive tests they fist bump but they're always like I'm like they are literally. You can't, don't come to me and say that soccer's non-contacted enough to be COVID-free when you are in PGA and people yeah. are still getting that and stuff. Then, like, stop that. <laughs> you're either playing okay. the sport. Okay, here you go. Here's something funny I saw. It, I was watching. not playing uh, sports. What is it? The PCA or th- it's the cornhole tour where the professional cornhole on TV and you know the rules of cornhole there's two people on one side of the board there's two people on the other side of the board one from each team but they had a they had a rectangle around the board and one person steps in and the other guy on the same side steps out so they were honoring social distancing with the cornhole 
But the bags, there's bacteria transfer Respect. on these bags if you're using the same bags, right? Like amongst a team. That you I see, guess. you see, I can't deal with sports in know, this man. life. It is, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's near impossible, but we are getting back. Yeah, to speaking of soccer, I just want to don't want to glance least... over this. Liverpool won the Premier League today, first time thirty years, and LeBron oh, is dude, a, a minority that. owner. That's crazy. Of, uh, of Liverpool, so LeBron oh, really? in the Premier League action. Yeah, they all these super mega mogul rich guys invest their money. Jordan likes racing bikes and the other sports LeBron likes teams. Soccer. So there you go. Congrats, Liverpool. LeBron likes that. Oh man, I mean we we're back. Yeah, we're coming stuff back. To talk it about looks good. Wild. Yeah, stuff to talk about for sure. Um, so Zach, I think that's all we got for you know this famous forty five. Uh, this question, the best no, one no, I got no, is when Michael Jordan wore forty five after he came back from baseball. The Jordan forty five, yeah, except but, for it didn't hey, go well. <laughs> That's okay, second Jordan. Episode. You still get a second episode, I guess. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Unfortunate, Dan? but just fair. You deserve it. Uh, so I was this sort of was going around on uh show sport ESPN shows and uh, social media. Pee in the shower. Yeah. Pretty much every day. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Okay, just checking. Some people be like, yeah, "No," I and mean, I'm like, I mean, "Why not?" If you would ask me about Weird. pooping in the shower, that's. That's a little different. <laughs> no, no, we're adults God, here. We're adults. Nobody be right, doing well, that. On that note, okay. I didn't expect no. the show to end that way. We're episode headed out. We will 45. catch y'all next week. Episode forty-five. Thank you for listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes.